Listeners, welcome to Review That Review, the podcast dedicated to reviewing reviews. We're just like Siskel and Ebert, only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces, we rate and review those hilarious, scathing, and sometimes suspicious online reviews. That's Chelsea Dawn. And that's Trey Gerald. And together, we are the Review Queens. And if you want to support the Review Queens and our show while getting exclusive content, including our special members-only after-show podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash review that review. Chelsea, holy cannoli, it's a big week, girl. <laughs> Passover starts on Friday, and then we have Easter Sunday. How's your week going? How are your plans? What's going on? Just throwing away all the bread, you know, gotta, gotta <laughs> get ready. Gotta lock up the bread cabinet. Don't, don't want to have any temptations around. So good excuse to get rid of all the carbs, I guess. Exactly. You're um, <laughs> getting ready for, for Passover by throwing out bread. And yes. I'm getting ready for Easter by draping all of my crucifixes with purple scarves. That's yes. sacrilegious. I can't keep that in. <laughs> and you're getting ready for Easter by painting my eggs. Yeah. I always really wanted to buy one of those like egg spinner thingies where like you can just like put the mar- like did you ever see one of those it's like the spinny thing and the egg goes in the center of it and then there's a marker on the outside and it forms like a perfect circle around the oh. egg oh yeah have you ever seen those um they're new contraptions you like they're countertop devices like cuisinart or something mm-hmm. where you can put like six eggs in it and it like plug it in and it hard boils it I have seen, my friend Steph is a big fan of this device. Yeah, people yeah. are say it's amazing. I think she got it as a gift because she would always bring hard boiled eggs to work. Mm-hmm. And so one of her coworkers was like, Steph really likes hard boiled eggs. Better buy her this. And she, it's like changed her life. That's so nice. Isn't it? Apparently, I was, I don't know where I saw this recently, but you can hard boil eggs inside of a air fryer. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Air fryers are amazing. I still don't have one. I need to get one. It's like a magic box that just makes your food, I guess. It's I like love magic it's like things. the Jetsons. We truly are living in the instead of Rosie, it's Siri and Alexa. Exactly. Isn't I mean, they diff- they knew things. That and then that movie, oh god, that Disney Channel movie like Xenon, oh not Z- like Girl Xenon the- Girl of the Future. Right. Weird, yeah. like they had a lot of like FaceTime stuff happening. Yeah, I remember watching the Jetsons as a kid and being like, how is it possible to see a <laughs> face on a phone call? I mean, it literally blew my mind out and I, would, I remember thinking about it. Yeah. Like really like thinking, wow, if that ever happens, that would be crazy. How would that possibly happen? Yeah, and now it's real life. They knew They're things. Real. And now you and I are on opposite coasts doing a podcast, looking it's at true. each other. It's crazy. It's just so many things like that with television where they predict things like The Simpsons apparently. That's a whole thing. Predicts news stories and stuff. Yeah. That is so weird. It is strange. Are well, we feeling wanna... complainy today? Yeah, let's get into some complaints. Chelsea, is there anything that you need to lodge a complaint about today? 
There is. Always. I want to take it back to the shower. I know we were there a few weeks ago, and I want to go back. Okay. I want to talk about just inconsistent temperatures in the shower. Have we discussed this oh, before? No, but keep, go. Okay. It's just like very confusing to me when I take a shower regularly, always have the same method, certain amount of the hot, certain amount of the cold. Like I know my recipe. I've been living in the same place for a long time. Do you have one handle or do you have a hot and a cold handle? I have a hot and a cold. I have okay, two okay, different okay. handles. I know, like I turn my hot all the way up mm-hmm. and then I turn my cold to a certain degree to make the perfect above warm but not burning right. temperature. And sometimes something goes awry. I don't really know what causes it. I don't know if it's laundry. I don't know if it's one of my housemates using the shower. I, I really don't know what it is, but something happens mm-hmm. where all of a sudden I got to completely reconfigure the entire recipe. And then all of a sudden the shower is burning hot and then freezing cold mm. and then burning hot. And why? Why does why why does this keep happening? I have a bathtub and I am obsessed with taking baths mm-hmm. and I I think our house just needs a larger water heater because I can't fill the tub fully without all of the hot water going away and it's really frustrating. Oh, you use up all the hot water if you're going yeah. to fill up the tub. But so- just in that one pipeline because the shower right. Because it's two separate things. It's not like a combo. The shower never loses hot water. And our sink never loses hot water. Like, it's very weird. It's just the bathtub. But okay, anyway, I'm sort of off track here. But (laughs) I, I recognize, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it is a water heater situation. I don't know if it's like the piping situation. But that is very frustrating when Yeah, it's just very inconsistent. And there's no way to fix it. It's like you're trying to fix something that is just, it's completely gone rogue. Yeah. The captain has left the building. There's no equilibrium that's going to be met. It's done. Like, you know, it's done. And you're already soapy. You got soap in your hair. I remember in acting school, one of our professors told us the story about memory recall. But mm-hmm. there was some actor, and I don't remember who it was. I think it was a German actor who. It usually is. Um, yeah. <laughs> who is in some film where they mm-hmm. die by suicide by shooting a gun into their head. They were interviewed, like, how did you, like, play that? Like, how did you do that? And they told the story about when they were in drama school, they were in, like, a tenement, and there was no hot water. And so every morning, there was this one moment where he would have to, like, center himself to jump into the freezing cold shower. Oh, wow. And that was what he recalled for the scene when he had to, like, pull the trigger. And for whatever reason, that one story has lived with me so hardcore. Anytime the hot water goes away, I think of that actor. I don't know the movie. I don't know the actor. I don't know anything. But I just, that memory of like, oh, this Was is the, the same as shooting a Was the performance a success? I think so. Yeah. A very renowned thing that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, great complaint. I definitely Thank hear you. you. Wowza. Yeah. What about you? Give us a complaint. Lay it on us, Try. Okay. Today, I would like to lodge a complaint against people using the speaker phone instead of using headphones on their phones. I hate it oh. when someone is on a call and like they're in, in public. a public place okay. and they're talking on the speaker phone or if they're listening to music 
getting on the subway and they don't have headphones. So they're just blaring it on a speaker. That is so rude. I don't want to listen to your phone call. I don't want to listen to your music unless you're playing the original cast recording of Brigadoon. But odds are that's not what you're playing. So it's annoying to me. Why? Like we have headphones. It's, it's a device. It exists. I recognize like maybe you forgot them. Well, then why don't you hold the phone up to your ear like you hold a phone up to your ear? Why do you think that people want to hear all of that? Have you ever encountered this? Completely agree. Like, I just don't understand why anyone would ever think it, unless you're on a reality show where they're taping you and, yeah. and you're like, by a contract, need to hear what the other person is saying. There is zero reason to have your phone on speaker. It's similar to being on an airplane mm. and having somebody just play something rogue. Now, I understand the temptation because I've been on a plane before where my headphones all of a sudden didn't work and it's a six-hour flight and like whatever. Like you just want to go for it. But I don't because I'm just like, that's so rude and and presumptive to assume that somebody else once they hear your conversation once they hear your movie or is is going to be able to like tune you out i don't know there have been so many situations where i've personally like been listening to a podcast or listening to something and then go out in public and realize like oh shoot i oh. don't have my headphones and i just have to turn it off even if it right. like makes me feel a little bit like Ugh, i have to remember to go back to that later turn it off if you don't have headphones I think that is what it is for me because I'm so aware of how I'm being perceived from yeah. growing up gay in the South that that is what is so baffling to me that people can just be fully unaware of their impact on other people because uh, yeah. I'm so extremely aware of it that that is what is so baffling to me. I understand if you're like a 75 year old and you're like at Walmart and you're like shopping and like, you know, I give that a little bit of a pass. But if you're sure. a 20 year old and you're like blaring music, it's like, you know what AirPods are. Right. You've heard of them, right? <laughs> well, I do feel cleansed and happy. And I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to get Me all too. of these fetches out so that we Thank can goodness. be clean and clear yes. as we jump into other people's complaints. Are you ready, Chelsea? Should we get into some online reviews? We should. And we can also be clean and clear for the upcoming holidays. Yes. Right? Bro, and I. <laughs> yes all right let's do it as you know we are your trusty review queens we each bring in a review from the internet that we feel needs to be inspected we read you the review break it down and then rate the impact of the review on a scale from zero to five crowns a very regal process that we call assess that kvetch and you're first to the party today trey Ooh, and i brought brownies too <laughs> Ooh, take it away rqt Review that review. Okie dokie. In honor of this holy week, I have today a one-star Amazon review Okay. from Maxine for Peeps Marshmallow oh Candy God. Bunnies Yellow. Peeps. So Maxine's subject is zero stars if that was an option. Mm, okay. Yeah, we love that. Okay. And uh, it's a verified purchase. And this is Maxine's one-star Amazon review for Peeps Marshmallow Candy Bunnies Yellow. Two issues, hence the low score. One, way overpriced. Five dollars? Seriously? 
These are 12 bunnies with a total weight of 3.38 ounces. Tiny little guys. I think they sell at a Target or Walmart for way under $2. My bad for purchasing them and not reading all info like I normally do. I bought two for $10 of net product weight of 6.78. So, doing the math, a pound of these things are over $20? Ridiculous. Two, they are basically marshmallows, shaped like bunnies, dyed bright yellow, and then rolled in sugar. A lot of sugar. Extremely over-the-top sweet. Think taking a regular marshmallow, dampen it a little, and coat it in as much sugar as possible. Put two together, and that is essentially what one of these bunnies tastes like. Horrible. You could get the same effect by putting two large marshmallows in your mouth. Add a couple tablespoons of regular sugar in a shot glass and swallowing it. If, for some reason, you want these peeps, go to any store, grocery, Target, etc. And I guarantee you, they are not going to be over $2 a box. Probably closer to $1.50 to $1.75. How did Maxine spell regular that we got that reading? R-E-G-I-L-A-R. Oh, wow. Regular. Regular. So I just want you to know that two people found this helpful. Mm -hmm. For inflation reasons, this was written March 9th of 2015. And um, today, the day of recording, I just did a little perusing. And if you go to Target.com, Peeps Easter Blue Bunnies, Mm 4.5 ounces, 12 count, is $2.19. Oh, wow. If you go to CVS today, the time of recording, Peeps Yellow Marshmallow Bunnies Easter Candy 8-Piece, $2.19. Okay. All right. So it's all $2.19. All right. So Maxine does have a point regarding the price. Yes. I'll give her that. I guess the part of the review where I got a little bit confused. Is it the math talk? Well, first of all, the math. The math Uh, was just like extra, but like (laughs) so great. Like, again, Maxine's giving me very teacher vibes. Yeah, algebra Or teacher vibes or like on some sort of extreme diet or like on and off of some sort of extreme diet where they have one of those like food scales. I was going to say a food scale. Yeah. Right. Because wow. Like or maybe they're like a candle maker. I don't know. They like clearly do something where they regularly they're a chemistry teacher. They do something where they regularly have to measure things because I thought Mm. that was hilarious but the part of the review that i'm kind of like "Mm, not so sure about is when we get into the description of the item itself yeah i want to ask you have you ever had a peep i've had a peep and i don't i don't like peeps they are sugary marshmallows right yeah correct but doesn't everybody that's buying a peep know that it's a sugary marshmallow does anyone need to be told by maxine (laughs) yeah good question if you are a christian in the united states of america 
if you don't know what a peep tastes like, you probably cannot read and do not have a credit card and therefore do not have an account on Amazon to read Completely agree. Maxine's description. <laughs> yeah. Even if there was a sense of humor in there and it was like, obviously we know that the taste is atrocious. It's basically two marshmallows and like a pound of sugar. Like then I would have been like, okay, yeah, yeah. But the fact that Maxine was like, let me take you through the process of a peep for a second. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, yeah, it's a whole paragraph the about their description of peeps. Right. Yeah. Which, like, I get it. We're doing due diligence. Usually that would be a plus. But in this situation on Amazon, I just don't buy it that somebody's going to go there and need Maxine's description. Okay, I guess I can sort of separate. Maxine is saying, okay, there's two issues here. It's horribly overpriced. And then it doesn't taste good. But I feel like they're really saying, like, it's just marshmallows that are dampened with sugar. So why are you paying so much? Like, it doesn't even seem like it's two issues. It seems like further evidence for the first issue that it's too expensive, which is what is confusing to me. Because you're saying, like, why are you paying $5 for a wet marshmallow that has sugar on it? You know, it, right. it's, but it's, it's like of, if you felt so averse to the product, then why did you go on Amazon you, and look up peeps and purchase them blindly in the first place? Like clearly exactly. you knew what you were getting into. Well, I do feel like part of Amazon is the convenience. Like, well, so that's maybe, why I'm saying like, yeah. I, I think like if I was like, oh, shoot, Easter's right around the corner and, you know, I need to get peeps for my kids when they get home from school because all their friends are going to have peeps and I don't want to be the mom without the peeps and I need it by tomorrow and I'm busy, then I'm going to go on Amazon and buy them. Right. I do think it is out of control, the price gouging. I will give Maxine that. Like, I really think Amazon should be doing something to regulate these prices so that Joe Schmo can't just go to the dollar store and buy a bunch of peeps and resell them on Amazon for $10 a pop. Like I, I do think that that is ridiculous and I hear Maxine there. But I, in my mind, like I do feel like we always had peeps in our little Easter baskets in the morning of Easter. Right. So it does sort of feel like a staple. So the price gouging, which does show up in a lot of reviews I found yes. on Amazon, people are really outraged by the price. But I do also think like this is a company that has a product that is only sold one time of the year. They obviously have branched out and they have lines of things, but it is like, this is an Easter product. So I sort of give it a pass that it's like, okay, well, if they can only sell it this time of year. But I also think if you just, I do think of you just buying it in the checkout line at CVS. Like, it's like candy canes. Like, you're just going to buy them at a grocery store or something. But uh, I don't. I mean, know. I don't know if I want to like feel so bad for the Peeps company, and the reason yeah, is, I, I'm sure that it's some larger conglomerate, right? That makes Peeps. It must be. I'm sure that someone has purchased it by this point. Exactly. <sighs> Something about uh, Maxine declaring that they are certain how much a box is supposed to be elsewhere, and then right. at the end they're like, "I'm pretty sure it's 25 <laughs> cents cheaper." Right, than what right, I'm right. saying. Just all of that feels a little shady. Like, I mean, I think I trust, I, I don't know, I, I am split about Maxine, but ultimately it feels a little like, why are you so mad about this? Like, well, I know why Maxine is mad. I, like, I just think that based on the review, the actual narrative is that Maxine went on in a hurry, ordered That's some peeps, Maxine's had them, deli- fault, not had peeps. them deliver, you know, order them, didn't bother to look at the price. <laughs> was then like going through her Amazon purchases, saw how much she paid and was like upset about it. And 
decided to write this review. I'm sorry. There is a little bit of responsibility here to Maxine. Now, where's where's the value? I guess if I was somebody else that was going to go buy this product and I hadn't looked at the price and then I read Maxine's review, I might then be like, oh, shoot, she's right. I'm not going to pay that much for this when I can get it CVS. I hear that. You know? Yeah, that's actually true. There is value there. But I think that the passion that's coming from, from Maxine is really because they were swindled almost by themselves you know (laughs) by their um schedule yeah yeah by like not paying attention it was like this was the hard lesson that maxine had to learn about just assuming that a product like peeps has a universal price and not bothering to look and see what, what this particular seller was pricing out these peeps at you know what i mean right do you think that this would be a deal breaker for you No, and I don't think it'll be a deal breaker for anybody looking at this. I think that, again, a normal person would look at the price. So if it was going to be a deal breaker for them, they would just look at the product page, say, I'm not going to pay for this and move on. Like, I don't think anybody is on the fence going to Amazon looking for peeps in the first place and then going to look in the reviews and then, you know, going to have Maxine really sway them one way or the other. I mean, like you said, there were people that said it was useful. So maybe we're wrong. Two people, and this was written in 2015. <laughs> okay, all right, but that's still like a couple people had to go and like tick that box that's true, for Maxine. Yeah. yeah, I mean the spelling and grammar is pretty great here, other than that one. Other than reg- regular, 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 and every time it is interesting. Every time they have the word bunnies, it's a capital B. <laughs> the ca- they're talking about capital B bunnies here. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I could crown this. How are you feeling? I think I can crown Maxine. Okay. Okay. So Chelsea and I each have our own set of zero to five crown cards. In an effort to be fair and not influence one another, we will simultaneously reveal our rating. The queens are tabulating. Total score. Okay. I'm holding up one and a half crowns. Trey is holding up two crowns. One and a half crowns just because I agree with Maxine. Price is outrageous and I don't think we should be charging this much for a product like this. But other than that, all the points I made during the breaking down of the review still stand and I don't know how valuable this review is. So that's why I gave Maxine one and a half crowns. Why two crowns from you? I almost did one and a half and I changed it last second. But I did two because ultimately uh, Maxine's knowledge of math uh, sort <laughs> yes. of tips it over for me. I just think like they did tips a lot the scales. of scales. Um, it tips the ounces here for me with the crown. I don't care about your description of the yeah. peeps, but I do think the um, ounces per pound per dollar is an interesting point. Sure. But ultimately, if I'm going to buy peeps, I don't care about like Maxine's breakdown, but yes, not totally deal breaker. So that's why I said two crowns. Okay, fair, fair. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we can get into Chelsea's review. When we come back, we're going to get a little peep into my review. (gasps) Ooh. Just saying. Love it. BRB. Shalom. (laughs) Hold your crown. We'll be right back. Since 2020, one of the things I've really taken on is being in charge of my health and wellness, which is why Chelsea and I are super excited to be partnering with Vitable.com.au. 
Now, Vitable takes the guesswork out of feeling good. You get your own personalized daily vitamin pack safely delivered to your doorstep every month. Vitable offers a quick online quiz to find out which vitamins and minerals can support your personal needs based on your own diet and lifestyle. All vitamins are manufactured in Australia at the highest quality standard. Ingredients come in the best form for their absorption by your body. When you use our code REVIEW40 at checkout, you can enjoy 40% off site-wide at vitable.com.au. That's promo code REVIEW40 at checkout to enjoy 40% off site-wide. Only what you need, nothing that you don't. It's game time. Chelsea, why don't we just jump on and take a quick spin on the merry-go-round, honey child? I don't feel like an icon. Most of the days I feel like I can't. That's with an A. All right, here's the deal. Trey and I have each picked a rotten, scathing, pithy one-star zinger. And with 30 seconds on the clock, we'll take turns trying to recite the zinger in as many genres as possible. Just like Queen Meryl, who does it all. Before the clock runs out. Okie doke, Chels. What is your one-star zinger today? So my one-star zinger is from Amazon. It is a one-star review of the Lint Chocolate Carrots for count, 1.9 ounces. This review is written by Vera L. F. And the subject of the review is expensive. And (laughs) the review is very small amount for the prices and... (laughs) Vera had to go. Vera had to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I do think of Lent as like a gourmet chocolate. So yeah, but whatever, whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chelsea, I'm going to strap you in to yeah. a Friero Rocher. Uh, <laughs> you don't even know. I love a Friero Rocher. Me too. Love. All right, here All right, we go. Let's, let's do it. Three, two, one. Disney. Very small for the prices and WWE very small for the prices mime true crime documentary very small amount for the prices and melodrama very small amount for the prices and Yankee very small amount for the prices and game show very small amount for the prices and that's all. Uh, I'll give it to you because it's a holy week. Two, four, six, seven, Diva. Woo! Okay. Trey, tell us about your zinger this week. I have a Passover zinger. So okay. today, I have a one-star Amazon review for Straits Gluten-Free Matzo Ball Mix and Soup okay. Mix. 4.5 ounces. This is written okay. by, all caps, A-F-R-F. <laughs> and their subject is... All caps, salty, and the zinger is, this product is very salty for my palate. Mm, okay, fair <laughs> enough. 
All right. I'm going to strap you into a matzo ball, but not just any matzo ball. You know, when you go to a deli and they give you those matzo balls that are like so big that they're the size of the entire bowl. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of matzo ball you're strapped into. I hate those kind, but that's what you're strapped into. I'm just going to roll around and it's in my salty (laughs) matzo ball. All right. Here we go. Yes. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. TLC reality. This product is very salty from a palate. Horror. <gasps> this product is very salty from a palate. Pop star. And this product is very salty from a palate, palate, palate. Southern. Oh, this product is very salty from a palate. Adult film. Yeah, this product is very salty for my palate. Breaking news. Three. This product is very salty for my palate. That's all. Okay, let's see how you did. Six. That so means you're the winner. Time. I'm the winner. I'm the Passover winner. I found the Afi Komen. Next year in Jerusalem. <laughs> yes. Review that review. All right, Queens, we are back from that rousing game break. And it is your turn, Chelsea. Where is your review from this week? So my review is also from Amazon this week. It's Rich Soil. So this is actually a three-star review for a 30-minute Seder, the Haggadah that blends brevity with tradition. Paperback, September 29th, (laughs) 2007. I think that that definitely qualifies. Yes. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's written by uh, Robert Kopman, just if anyone's wondering. And it's illustrated by Bill Yanok. So this review is a three-star review written by JS. The subject is felt rushed and stressed. <laughs> doesn't do honor to the wonder of the Passover story. I can fault. Here we go. This year, we ordered a bunch of different Haggadah in search of a replacement for our Maxwell House ones. Initially, we liked this one. Its thinness was appealing. The pages are bright and colorful and extremely visually engaging. And it didn't include all the extraneous text that makes satyrs feel so insanely long. But when we really sat down and went through it page by page... We just felt rushed and harried. (laughs) The pages that at first were so visually engaging now felt like they were trying to pack in as much information as possible in as few pages as possible. Some details or readings we like were too condensed or omitted entirely. There's virtually no Hebrew. And the book opens like an English book rather than a Hebrew book. The pictures and illustrations all felt very slick and modern, but we didn't feel anything historical or traditional tying us to either generations. It made us feel like the entire purpose of this book was to get through the formality of the Seder ASAP to get to the meal, not to relax and enjoy the rich and complex story of Passover. Hmm. Wow, that feels a little. I I went on a little roller coaster there. Me too. Yeah, because I, I think. think that the last sentence is seemingly what the title is suggesting. Which, yeah. like, at 
so at the beginning of the review, I was sort of like, well, duh. But then when you do break down, like, what is the point of like going through the story and like going through the Hakata? Yeah. Like maybe it isn't something that should be rushed. I've actually never considered that. Cause as a, someone who was not Jewish, but does celebrate high holidays, it is very long. And very. as someone who had never heard Hebrew uh, and then suddenly was at a Passover Seder, it is literally like, what is happening? Yeah. What? This is another language? What? You know, yeah. it was like, I don't know what's happening, you know? So I would imagine some of the first things to go would probably be the Hebrew, right? I mean, their that, point I mean, here... Sense, I don't know what's included, but it's like, we need a Dayenu moment, certainly. We got you a know, Davin. We, yeah, we need, to, we need the questions. Manish Tana, Halila Hazah. I mean, like, if we don't have that, which I don't know, maybe, maybe it is there, but... Do you think they just do, like, one of the plagues instead of all of them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wonder like what is lost in the brevity of all this. I do think it's like like a funny thing that the Maxwell House version uh, of the Haggadah like is it really truly is like the staple. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that your family's too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. like any traditional seder I've ever gone to at someone's house, we always have these Maxwell House. Yes, you know one. So I understand that like. This is a, a departure for JS, you know? So I think there's like a little bit of an emotional attachment to the OG, which I Understand. get respect. That's right. The whole I point is tradition. Exactly. I think what's kind of interesting and what's making me respect JS a little bit more is that JS did give this a three, three star. That was my point. Yes, I was going to say know? the same thing. Because at the end of the day, the word brevity is in the title. So I think that the point of this review is... If you want brevity, in a sense, you are getting brevity, but at what cost? Right. You know? I also have a question about the very first or second sentence. Yeah. They say the plural form of Haggadah. Yeah. As Haggadah. It's not Haggadahs. Maybe actually I might have read it wrong. It says, I don't know. I'm like, how do you spell Haggadah? It says Haggadot, maybe. Maybe oh, that's uh, the... That's the plural. The plural. It's like... um. Bar votes. Yes, exactly. I thought it was funny to use the word harried. Yes, me too. How old do you think JS is? Probably like around my parents' age, if I had to guess. Yeah. Like 50s, 60s. I was thinking maybe like um, 50s. But, yeah. but like how I feel like maybe they are suddenly the head of the household, like their parents have, have passed. Yeah. And now they're the ones that are in charge. And so they're trying to figure out like what's best for their family. And then in this process of getting multiple Haggadots, <laughs> they like have realized, okay, well, it's not this one because right. you just skip everything. But I think right. why I appreciate the three star here is because it is like the title. It is like, of course, they have to cut stuff if you're making it 30 minutes. Like, right. You know, and if you're not tailoring your own 30 minute Haggadah, then like it's not up to you what is cut out. So yeah. it kind of inspires me to think, like, oh, maybe we could do our own trimmed version. Right. I was personally triggered, and I don't think it was intentional by the phrase, its thinness was appealing. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to point that out for my own. <laughs> personal bias when i read that i was like why is thinness appealing is that mm. is that just a thing 
I also really liked that JS did bring up that they ordered a bunch of different Hagadol yeah. in search of a replacement, but they didn't mention the other names, which made it feel more authentic that they were reviewing this item. Because sometimes we'll see people that yeah. are saying, I bought multiple things, you know, skip ahead and just get this one instead. So I appreciated that JS really kept his review centered around this particular text. Right. I No, I agree as well. What's the spelling and grammar like? Really good. I don't think I heard any errors. I do feel like I don't think it's valuable or new or unique information that this is um, a condensed version. But I am sort of struck by like, okay, but then what is the impact of it being a 30 minute Hagata? Which like, I, 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 there is an emotional pulse to this review yeah. So like it's very intriguing to me, JS. Yeah, I think that there is a lot of value here. I like that JS continually pointed out that it was visually engaging, that it was sort of slick and modern, but I think the biggest complaint overall with both the text and that comment about the modern is that we're really missing that fold of mm. the history and reverence of the holiday. So I feel like there's a lot of information that JS is giving us that would make somebody swing one way or the other, which is why I think it's a good three-star review. Because there are some people who are like, I have little kids, you know, I want this to be brief, or I come from a mixed religion family, and I know that a lot of people are going to be at this Seder that really don't know Hebrew, and we want them to feel like they're included and they can follow along. If that were my intention and I read JS's review, I would go ahead and buy the product. You know what I mean? So I feel like the information that JS is giving us really helps to weave out like, well, you're clearly about to buy a book about the brevity, you know, Haggadah, like like that's what the point of this is. Consider what that means. Consider what that means. Yeah. I mean, I do think it is arming me with a lot of information because if I wanted to purchase this and then supplement some of the things yeah. that I feel like are missing, this is really valuable to know. Like, yeah. But I would love to just sort of um, introduce a little bit of one of the principles that I find so profound about Judaism is the ability to debate and question mm-hmm. and offer your own contrary opinion. And For something sure. that is striking me is that similarly with the Hanukkah Daddy Christmas Mama book, yeah, so much and rightfully so of Judaism is a fear of loss of existence and a tradition. Mm-hmm. I think that comes up a lot of times, especially in yes. different denominations about like, oh, you can't be like reform because that's your losing tradition. You know, like people sure. have a lot of thoughts. And yes. I just would love to offer here as a non-Jew that maybe you don't have to hold Passover to the responsibility of keeping tradition. Like if we hold every single thing accountable for that, then maybe we are missing something, which like now that I'm in, even in saying this, I don't think I even agree with this point, but I just think that we're so concerned about what we will possibly teach our younger generations to lose that we aren't able to like challenge ourselves to new traditions or customs. Um, but I'm just going to cut all this because I don't even think it's valuable what I'm <laughs> saying. But I, no, I, but I, I appreciate... Think that, yeah. I was going to say, I think there is a point there because, you know, I have I actually worked at a temple at one point and it was a Reconstructionist temple. 
And one of the things that was so great about it is that we did marry in some of the traditions, so it's it wasn't omitting in this way. But because the teachings were able to be delivered in a way that was really meeting the congregant where they are in, in modern day, right? Yeah. So instead of this just being about a plague, maybe we're talking about COVID or maybe we're talking right. about where we are today so that we can really paint a picture of what this would have been like. I'll speak for myself, but so often going to seders growing up that were like long and there was so much Hebrew and so much going on, I didn't really understand right. the core of what it is that we're honoring today. And so it does make me wonder if within the brevity and within the modernization of this text, is it really explaining it for somebody that might not understand in a context that someone today might be able to understand? Correct. You know? And I do think that as a non-Jew that often goes to temple, a lot of it doesn't make sense to me because it is a different language right. until it is the sermon where it's like a story that right. is applied under the lens of today. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe there isn't a right and wrong. And I think that that is what's cool about JS's review is that it's a three star. Right. They're not necessarily making the Agreed. judgment call. But for them, they were saying what was cut is maybe not perfect. Yeah, and this was my feeling about it. My feeling about it was that there was it was too rushed. Right. I just want to say that seventy three people found this helpful. Uh, Interesting. That kind of adds any clarity. Yeah. Do we do we consider everything? I feel like we really gave JS a non harried consideration. <laughs> yeah, I do feel a little. I'm not sure how I'm gonna sway on this, but let's let's crown it. All right, let's do it. Okay, here we go. The queens are tabulating. Total score. All right, Trey. Hold it up. I'm really unsure. Okay. All right. Fair. Three and a half crowns from Trey, four crowns from me. All right, Trey. Why three and a half crowns? Well, I wanted to do three because JS's review was three, but then I thought, well, it's just interesting. I said this in the assessment. It's like... It's not new information to say, oh, this is condensed and it's 30 minutes because that's literally the title. Sure. But I got the emotional toll of what is actually trimmed out here, which I think is actually the value. Yeah. So I said three and a half because I think it's a little more than middle of the road here. But I mean, if you're looking for a condensed shorter Haggadah, then you probably have an idea that it's gonna you're going to be losing stuff. But I think it might stick with me. So I said three and a half. Why did you say four? I said four because I really feel like JS has handed us here what is, in my opinion, a very perfect three-star review. Mm. And what I consider to be a very perfect three-star review is there is both evidence within this review that might push some people towards actually purchasing the book and might push some people away. And I really love that that all exists within this one review. Right. There's not a lot of shade being thrown by JS. Like we know that at the end of the day, JS is going to go with one of the other Haggadahs that they picked, right. but they didn't like make this one wrong. And I really liked the way they skirted that line. Uh, I took a crown off because, you know, it wasn't humorous and was missing a little bit of that special sauce that for me takes a review from a four crown to a five crown for me. But other than that, really solid review, JS. Had fun breaking it down with you, Trey. Yeah. And four crowns. 
Fun review. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. A nice divide this episode between the Passover and the Easter. Yeah. All right, my queen. We have officially reached the most regal portion of our show. Who are you inducting Trey for? My Royal Highness. Today, I am going to induct the Brita Water Filtration Company for my Royal Highness. Okay. So, all right. So I was very curious because I guess I started using like Brita f- pitchers like at some point in my life. Like, I guess when I finally moved into an apartment, like we just always had one. And it is something yes. that I feel like I always have to have. And so I just got very curious about the company. So the company Brita was created in 1966 by Heinz Henkemer in Germany. <laughs> And they um, started it w- under a different name, but then eventually named it after their daughter, Britta, which I think is very oh, sweet. Cute. And then in 1988, the Clorox company purchased the rights to distribute it in North and South America. And that's like how it got introduced okay. to us, you know, as Americans uh, in 1988, which is interesting. The benefit of using these uh, water filtration systems is that it removes the taste and odor of chlorine. And then they have like seven different kinds of Brita filters that do separate things. But what they target is eliminating lead, mercury, asbestos, copper, zinc, pesticides, one, two, four, trichlorobenzine from the common tap water, which, you know, water is something that we all have to consume. And it's so scary, like that exists. And I just major props to you, really water filtration, the whole conceit and development so that we can just simply put in this carbon little thing into our water that's going to clean out all the impurities and help keep us healthy and safe and hydrated. And so for that reason, I am nominating you, Brita Water Filtration, as my Royal Highness. Love that. What's funny to me is that people buy Brita and then like never clean their Brita or change the filter. Isn't that funny? I am so lazy with that. That is such a funny point. (laughs) It's like you're trying to keep your water not contaminated by putting it into a contaminated jug that's never cleaned and the filter hasn't been changed since 1980. Oh my God, that's really funny. I also always talk about Trey's household because Trey has a very specific water <laughs> household. Like every you time talk I talk about I'm it. Like, oh my God, all the time. I'm like, let me tell you like a little bit about Trey and like his household with David. Like they have differing opinions on the temperature of water trey likes his water cold whereas david likes his water room temp so at their household they have two different (laughs) brittas one that is an outside of the fridge and one that is the inside of the fridge Mm -hmm. which is just like so great and i feel like demonstrative of your relationship it's like okay cool like you like this i like Mm -hmm. this well we're just gonna have to make it work for both of us but it ends up being weirdly like a cool thing for guests that visit you because Fair every time I've ever visited your house, you're always like, would you like some water? Cold, warm, room temp, ice, oh no my ice. God. Like, there's like so many options for that's the water. So that's so funny. We do do yeah, that, but I've I never considered how that's like, I've never like taken a step outside to look at 
how that is. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. It's just because he has sensitive yeah. teeth and he likes it room temperature and I am from the South. So everything has to be iced. And I love it iced too. But I just think that that's like so sweet that there is the option because people are of two camps, you know, when it yeah, comes to this. That is true. If you ever go to Trey's house, just know there are you options have the for option. you. Our cold one is a Brita. And our room temperature is a pure, but only because of the sizes, not because of any brand loyalty or disloyalty. Oh, that's funny. All right. (laughs) Well, we did it, Queen. That is another round on the Are You a Jew or Are You a Christian RQ Ferris Wheel. Yes. Thank you for joining us today, everyone of all denominations. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. If you didn't like what you heard, please tell an enemy. Join our mailing list at reviewthatreview.com to stay up to date with all the goings on in the Queendom. We also have a one-click link in the show notes below. Hit up our voice mailbox, one eight five zero review 0 Operators are standing by. You can follow us on all the socials at The Review Queens. I'm at Chelsea BD. And I'm at Trey Gerald. On today's After Show Pod, we're rating and reviewing a one-star review from TotalWine.com for Manischewitz Concord oh. Grape Wine. <laughs> <laughs> To find out what made Trey say... It's fun. I love finding things. That's always fun. Especially when it's money. And to find out what made Chelsea say... But they pull out leaks and you beat each other. Then join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash review that review to hear our special members only after show podcast. And remember... Ignore the haters. You're a queen. Gender nonspecific queen. Of course. Bye. Bye. Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Don with editing and sound design by Trey Gerald. With voiceover talents by Ida Kaminsky, our cover art was designed by Logo Vora, and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. Let's open the door. Is Elijah there? We have to let him in. How rude. Is that a funny button? Do we need a different button? I don't think so. I don't know. I was like trying to think of a button and I couldn't think of one. Um, Come over here and paint my eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what else is Eastery? Bunny. Brunch. Easter brunch? Is that a brunch? Oh, I guess that is yeah. a thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> let's end with <laughs> let's end with Brunny. Confusion. Shall we? I don't know. <laughs>